1: to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Today, she is talking with Camilla rossi Chauvenet at her winery, Masseria Cuturi, located in Manduria, Puglia. The estate is massive and so are Camilla's aspirations for the future. Stay tuned as they talk about the traditions, food, wine, and the running of this amazing Southern Italian property.
2: Hello, everybody. My name's Stevie Kim. And this is Italian Wine Podcast, On the Road Edition. It is my great pleasure to introduce you to Camilla Rossi-Shovine, a young wine producer from Verona who has started a huge, huge, very ambitious project also in Puglia. The project is called Maseria Cuturi and it is an enormous estate with everything There is everything going on here. Of course, obviously, the vineyards, wine, there are olive groves, there are trullis. She does education. She does so many things here. But today, we're just going to talk to her about, to give you a small overview of why she's here and what she's doing in Puglia. And this area is called Manduria. So let's welcome Camila. Ciao, Camila.
3: Ciao, ciao, ciao ciao, Stevie.
2: Okay, so Camilla, where are you from originally?
3: I came from Veneto, from uh, Valpolicella, so Verona, and uh, yes, I'm Venetian, 100%.
2: (laughs) So you have a winery, you're a young wine producer from Verona, and your winery is called Massimago. When did you start Massimago?
3: I started in 2003 with 1,000 bottles, right? and uh, right now, we are producing 100,000 uh, bottles.
2: So it's grown quite quickly, but it seems like it's even faster here, right? So, and then what happened? You came here in 2008, I believe?
3: Yes, we came uh, for a, a, an irrational uh, choice. I mean, uh, we, a Tommy choice. <laughs> we, we met uh, a technician who was uh, planting our vines uh, in Valpolicella, and he was talking uh, so well about Puglia, about uh, the landscape, about the soils, how it was wonderful to be there, to produce wine there. So me and my father, we decided to, to, to come here and uh, to discover by ourselves uh, how was it uh, in, in real. So we came here and uh, we really fall in love with uh, with this land and with these uh, soils but especially with the people with um, with the people we met here because uh, we discover uh, real vignerons that were taking care so carefully about their vines as uh, as their childs as their puppies, you know. So um, that's why we, we, we thought we, we found uh, this uh, Masseria and we, we decided to start this really ambitious project. So when we arrived in 2008, there was uh, nothing here because uh, this property, uh, it's really famous because in 1881, uh, the first vines of Primitivo has been planted in Manduria for the first time in eighteen eighty one uh, in, in in Manduria. In Manduria. Manduria. So, so this is
2: this the reason why it's called Maseria Kuturi eighteen eighty one? Yeah. Is that the reason?
3: Yes, this is the reason. And uh, uh, the story is a love story because uh, Don Tommaso Schiavoni the the old uh, owner the owner that created uh, the masseria and planted uh, the vines in 1881 uh, got married with uh, a Countess that uh, uh, was living in uh, um, Altamura so
2: where is Altamura
3: Altamura is uh, near Bari so uh, it's nearby Gioia del Colle so in the opposite side of, uh, of Puglia so in the, um, eastern part and uh, but was
2: that was that a big deal I mean it's still kind of in the area right
3: yeah but uh, at that time uh, Primitivo wasn't here in Manduria and uh, after uh, you probably know that uh, right now Primitivo of Manduria is really popular all over the world so how this variety came here through a love story so through a wedding and how this man decided to plant 100 hectares just in front of Masseria in one piece, then called uh, the piece, so lupiezu uh, in dialect, and uh, try to experiment uh, this new variety and then uh, give an example for the other farmers too that decided to plant primitive as well. So you, you can imagine how disruptive has been uh, this story and uh, how he actually decided to plant uh, an an unknown uh, variety because at that time they were cultivating Negramaro. Negramaro has been always the typical variety from uh, from Puglia, the autochthon variety from Puglia. So since that, uh, uh, the Masseria has been always a point of, uh, uh, I mean, the the estate of um, kind of an example for innovation, for production, for quality. And um, when, when we arrived, actually, there were even no vines at all, not, not even one vine, because uh, this family, the Schiavone family, sold the property to another um, property that uh, took over all the vines to receive money from the European community, so you can imagine when we arrived here, there, there was nothing at all, just sheep walking around around the masseria. So, we decided to renovate uh, and to, to, to give light to, to this masseria and uh, uh, new energy, a new, a new life. So we decided to replant the vines. Nowadays we, we reach 40 hectares, so not uh, finished yet. <laughs> so the dream is to, to be able uh, to plant even uh, the rest, so to reach the 100 hectares that was uh, in, in, in the past.
2: So um, you have the capacity to potential of planting 100 hectares.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And right now
2: you've planted, you have 40 hectares of vine.
3: Yeah, the piece was composed of 100 hectares, but in a special place called the La Conca d'Oro, which is kind of a unique piece just in front of Masseria and near close to the sea so just four kilometers from the sea. You could imagine even at that time how it was so surprising to enter in the masseria and see all these vines all together in one piece. That's why many many old men are still coming here telling me oh you know I was working here how I'm so proud of you of your choices to replant the vines because We were so many working here, I spent all my life in here. So amazing stories uh, from these people that uh, gave uh, their heart, their life to this project and uh, how they could see these new vines uh, coming over and uh, take uh, the place of the old ones. Uh, So I'm really uh, emotional as well when I meet these people because uh, I fall in love with them because uh, we we are looking in the same direction. So to to renovate, uh, to to take care of the history of this place and of this territory.
2: So you know, um, so there's a lot of love for this land. I can hear it in your voice, but there must have been some challenges, right? Like. I mean, you're coming from Veneto as a producer, unknown producer in Manduria. What were your main challenges and how, did you, how were you able to overcome them?
3: Uh, you know, in, uh, in Veneto, we are uh, quite used to have uh, something for everything for granted. So uh, the connection, uh, the mobile connection, Wi-Fi, connectivity, connectivity mm-hmm. uh, water, electricity, Everything is for granted because uh,
2: it just exists. Yeah, Yeah. it just
3: exists. If you want to start an industry, you just raise your hand. The day after, they're going to bring you electricity, water, whatever, right? Here, uh, it's not like that at all. So you need time, you need to be patient. For me, the Apulian entrepreneurs uh, are kind of heroes uh, because they have to fight with everything, with bureaucracy, with uh, uh, no infrastructures, for example, so everything is really difficult, really tough. So this is the main difficulties we, we, we found coming here. But uh, yes, this, this love uh, are <laughs> is, is helping us to, to forget all these uh, challenges and just focus on what we want, on our objectives.
1: Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high-quality wine content available for Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps or books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged and much, much more. Just visit our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now, back to the show.
2: So, Camilla, um, give, give us a brief panoramic overview of the structure and the organization of Masseria Couturi.
3: So Masseria Couturi is kind of a settlement uh, like in the past for the Mesapian population. So It's huge, Yeah, it the,
2: the extension is huge,
3: the right? The extension is big, the Masseria also is quite, quite big. But uh, we we thought that uh, our mission is uh, to create kind of a platform, an azienda agricola, so a farm that could uh, show people that are coming here how our lifestyle is uh, healthy and close to the nature. So all the people that are coming here are surprised and um, amazed by, by the beautiness but also by uh, the sustainability, the, the energy that you can feel in here because uh, everything is edible. <laughs> so you so can walk around and eat herbs through it. Uh, you feel like uh, in a paradise because uh, it's unbelievable how in December <laughs> you saw there are some flowers just uh, on the grass plenty of fall flowers so just in December. In Veneto it's not like that. We we, we are freezing and here are, we, we have 20 degrees so there are many activities that, that could show uh, what is Puglia. So uh, we are organizing um, uh, foraging, uh, wine tours, uh, cooking classes. Uh, dance and yoga classes mm, <laughs> um, i should come for the yoga we, yeah we, we we are trying to to give uh, um, uh, many activities uh, because it, it, here uh, the best thing is to to stay here in the nature and share the beautiness and uh, um, the philosophy that uh, we, we we are having here
2: so tell me um how give me kind of an overview of how it's organized. So you have the Masseria. How big is it? Because right now there's also, you have hospitality here, yes. right? How many yes. rooms do you have?
3: The Masseria uh, is composed by, um, uh, right now we have an hospitality center of uh, composed by nine rooms, plus uh, six rooms that are coming, uh, that, are, that are, we are uh, building up right now. So this summer we, we're gonna have six more rooms. We have a glamping. We are the first glamping in Puglia. Uh, we still, uh, we only have uh, six uh, tents right now.
2: So tell me what glamping is. I have no idea what that even means.
3: Glamping is a word composed by glam, means uh, glamour and camping. The way to, to introduce camping in a different way, so in a sustainable, so it's not the typical camping. So we only have uh, six um, tents. And uh, these tents are really far one to the other one. So privacy and uh, the silence is the main uh, thing that uh, you could you could experience. You are completely surrounded by, by nature. So, but instead of uh, a natural camping, you have some facilities and some comforts that you wouldn't probably would never have in a in a normal camping. We decided to collaborate with Nordisk, Nordisk Village, and uh, in Italy, in Puglia, we are the, the unique ones. Then we also have uh, Academia, which is um, a place where we uh, organize some courses. Uh, we are also um, a place where where some startups comes here to to. Uh, to understand and to use our fields as a playground and s- 10 of these uh, startup uh, in uh, agritech uh, are coming here to 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 work uh, and understand better how to uh, improve uh, their ideas mm-hmm. and they'll be Agri- doing glamping no oh, okay <laughs> no. All right. but i didn't finish yet because we are also have a r- small restaurant called don to man and uh, another structure called uh, Couturino which is uh, a street food uh, bar where we um, offer our wines uh, paired with uh, really simple uh, food like focaccia and simple and traditional food uh, from here.
2: And that's Couturino which means small 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 little
3: uh, house just uh, near the, the, the street so uh, it is really became uh, popular as well uh, with uh, in, in young with, with young people uh, so we made some concerts uh, some uh, you know with the covid uh, has been really interesting as well because uh, people were having food and wine uh, in the countryside uh, under the stars uh, uh, even uh, dancing under the stars and in, in a really freedom uh, uh, spirit
2: and that's couturino. Yes. And what about the restaurant? Tell me a little bit about the restaurant. The
3: restaurant uh, is called uh, Don Tumas So in honor with uh, with Don Tommaso Schiavoni, the last uh, owner of uh, this property, and um, we decided to create a restaurant that could cook uh, everything we we found uh, around the restaurants. So. so We are using uh, the vegetables that we have in our kitchen garden, the herbs that we found also walking around in the fields. Uh, That's why the foraging course and uh, all the products that we are found um, that we are founding uh, even around with uh, little farmers so it's really challenging but really fun as well because uh, you could really understand the tradition but also this new new wave uh, of new chefs, young chefs that want to interpret uh, the tradition in a different way in a gourmet uh, way so I'm, I'm really proud of, uh, of this project.
2: So how do you um, divide yourself between Veneto and Puglia?
3: Yes, it, it's a bit of a mess.
2: <laughs> because say. you're married, right? You have yeah. a life, you have a winery to take care of, also in Massimago. Mm-hmm. Also you have hospitality, yeah. both in Verona, Massimago, and Padova. Mm-hmm. And now this is a huge structure to organize. How do you, you're just one person, how do you organize your personal life?
3: It's really challenging because it's like having two kids that uh, are 800 kilometers one to each other, from each other. So, when I'm here, I feel guilty because I'm not in Massimago, and uh, when I'm in Massimago, I feel uh, guilty because I'm not here. So, yes, it's quite uh, difficult, but um, you see, I have two uh, wonderful teams that are helping me to go forward uh, with, with both uh, projects and they're really enthusiastic, and, uh, and really focused and professional so they really let me go further on these projects and uh, they are my family so uh, I really uh, trust uh, them and I really love them how they, they, they act and they, they work.
2: So you said you know uh, Kuturi and Massimago it's they're like two children so I know it's unfair for me to ask you this question, but do you have a favorite? I know you're really, really young, okay? But should you retire one day? Where would you choose to retire? In Masimaga or in Kuturi? I think I know the answer, but I want to ask you.
3: I would never uh, give you an answer because uh, you see, it's difficult to choose, uh, so um, I, I think I would um, pass uh, always uh, six months in here, six okay. months. Over All then. right, that's
2: that's a very <laughs> Dipl- 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 answer, diplomatic yes. answer. Yeah. Okay, but it's 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 because when you we we have been um, sharing some food and some wine, I feel like the quality of life is wonderful. You have great food, nature, and it's clean air. What more can you ask for right i feel like this is really a good life here how how can you go back to verona that's what i'm asking
3: Uh, you see uh, you also need the stimulus uh, so people that's why we are bringing bringing here people when i started in massimago i also thought the same thing how i can stay in the countryside all over i mean uh, all the time long Mm -hmm. So I was um, stressed because I thought I was thinking to be alone in the countryside. Uh, At that time, I I didn't have a family that were living with me in the countryside. So I I was a a city girl. (laughs) So it it was scaring me. But uh, when when I discovered that the hospitality could uh, help me to bring people and uh, smart people in these places, that changed my life completely, because uh, I understood that um, the people could change uh, your your point of view and your lifestyle. So the stimulus uh, and uh, the smart people that I I need to meet to open my mind uh, and make some contamination, crossing uh, agriculture with uh, economic uh, people or, or fashion or whatever. Uh, it would be possible only inviting them uh, in uh, uh, our farms and learn from them even in a really comfortable and uh, nice place uh, as uh, we are here, you know, (laughs) in front of of a fireplace. Uh, So, yes.
2: So listen, um, one last question. What is your ambition? What are your objectives for the next two, three years, what would you, what are your plans? What would you like to accomplish?
3: I I really look forward to be able to build up uh, two completely different uh, estates that uh, could uh, reflect uh, the same uh, philosophy. So for me, uh, um, agriculture farms, uh, I mean, uh, these farms should be um, kind of uh, really a place where you can learn a different lifestyle, a different way to, a different approach to the nature to learn how to be sustainable. Because uh, sustainability, yes, you make many choices uh, in, during uh, your daily job, but uh, it's, it's not enough because you should teach people to be sustainable and how they could learn to be sustainable if they don't see the effects that uh, pollution and contamination could um, take place uh, in in the nature. And uh, talking with the farmers, I think people could even uh, learn to be much more sensible and uh, to learn how to really feel the difference and how the sustainability is important. So, for example, how uh, the the weather and uh, of the pollution could uh, take effect on uh, our life.
2: So that's it. That's a wrap uh, from Masseria Couturi in Manduria, Puglia uh, with Camilla rossi Chauvenet. See you next time. Chin Chin with Italian wine people. And this ambitious project I think is worth a visit. How can, how, where can they find you? It's
3: masseriacuturi.it.com.com
2: Dot .com. Chin chin.
3: Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Vinitali Academy, home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at international.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast And catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com.